Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. God for everything, but the Bible says to do exactly that. It's Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. It says, giving thanks always for all things. So a preacher, that's crazy, but that's what the Bible says. But that means that you get to have a thankful spirit. It's better for your blood pressure, right? To be thankful all the time. Now to be worried all the time. So Acts chapter 16 and verse 26, and suddenly... There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Someone said, nobody laughed at the earthquake's joke except the ground. It just cracked up. So I know that we have a, a, if you read the news and and where I used to live and where my brother was born in a country called Turkey, there was a serious earthquake. And it's really no laughing matter because uh, an earthquake can be devastating. And right now they don't even really have an accurate, it's up towards 30,000 people lost their lives in Turkey and in Syria. One of the places you hear about if you read the news is a place called Antakya. And so preacher, but these are foreign places I don't have any understanding Antakya is the Turkish for Antioch Antioch is where they were first called Christians and it's still affected this area this biblical land is being affected by this earthquake and and what's an earthquake anyway so if you go to different sources you'll find out this is from nasa.gov it's an intense shaking of the earth's surface so the earth And this is just a rudimentary lesson. You think that it's just like solid concrete all the way down. The earth has four layers, basically. Okay, I'm not a scientist, but basically. So you've got that outer crust, which is solid pretty much, right? Then you've got the mantle, which is the next thing. And it's just kind of, it's it's semi-solid, but it's kind of moving a little bit. And then you've got a liquid underneath that. And then you've got a solid core. And so... The outer crust, we think of it like an eggshell, but it's not. The outer crust is a bunch of pieces, like think about puzzle pieces. And they're kind of floating around on that mantle, which is underneath it. So they kind of float, as that mantle flows, they kind of flow with it. And as they hit and the stress that's created, it causes something called faults. If you see like in California, they have the San Andreas Fault. And as the stress goes, there's cracks that are created from these pieces floating on the mantle. And then when these plates or these pieces, they're called tectonic plates, when they begin to float around, it causes movements at the faults. And then an earthquake is a sudden movement of the earth's crust, one of those puzzle pieces at a fault line. And I would like to preach on a thought of a message It says in Acts chapter 16 and verse 26. It said the foundations of the prison were shaken. I'd like to preach on the thought of a message, God's shaky ground. You know, you ever talk to someone and they say something or they have an attitude and you look at them or maybe you've heard it from someone else. Maybe it was your boss or a teacher. Maybe it was a loved one. They said, 
you're standing on shaky ground. Which means that the things that you're saying, that your argument, that your attitude is not a stable place to be. Well, I understand that that's the way that the earth shares things and that's the way that the world shares things, but I'm not looking at God's shaky ground as a bad place to be. I'm looking at God's shaky ground. I said God's shaky ground as the place where Christians live. God's shaky ground. So with a little bit of background, Paul and Silas had uh, delivered this girl who was being abused, basically trafficked because she was demon-possessed. So she was being trafficked to make money for her handlers. And Paul and Silas, Paul rebuked that evil spirit out of this girl. And that evil spirit would be a soothsaying spirit, would tell the future and different things. Well, Paul rebuked it out of this girl and the masters saw that they had to go get a real job. <laughs> they saw that their profit was gone, their gain was gone, so they falsely accused Paul and Silas to the authorities, and they were thrown, they were beaten, and then they were thrown into the innermost prison, and the Bible said that their feet were made fast in the stocks. They were immobilized inside the innermost prison, and then the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas, they did two things. They prayed and they sang praises unto God. You know, it's an interesting thing. The first part about God's shaky ground is that God's shaky ground is God's. You know that these men, they were used to praying and giving praises unto God in every situation. When Daniel was uh, in Babylon and they gave him an edict that anyone that asked a petition of God for 30 days would be thrown into the den of lions. You know what Daniel said? He said, well, it is recorded when he knew that the writing was signed. He just opened his windows up at, because he was used to praying. And no law, no uh, edict, no threat was going to stop him from being on God's shaky ground. You see, when we're Christians, we do what God wants us to do. And you know what? They might make laws. And you know what? If someone said this, if serving God is wrong, I don't want to be right. You know, people say, well, you're this or you're that. Well, you know what? I don't want to be against anybody so much or anything as much as I'm for God. And these men, Paul and Silas, were the same way. They say, well, preacher, but it got him thrown into the lion's den. And it also got him through to the other side of the lion's den. Because God, he gives us God's shaky ground. The Bible said that as they began to pray and sing praises unto God. And you know, as brother, brother prayed, that's what we just need to be in the habit of. And I was telling my wife, I said, you know, I'm frustrated. You ever been frustrated before? <laughs> I said, but it's not a deep frustration. It's just that surface frustration. Don't, don't look at me like that. I know y'all get frustrated. <laughs> Have you ever had to deal with your phone provider? That'll get you. <laughs> Have you ever, how about medical? Yeah, oh, that's another thing, right? You can get frustrated and the life has, it deals with us attention, right? But I'm not having, now the, Paul and Silas were probably somewhat frustrated that they were in prison, they weren't at home, they weren't fellowshipping with some nachos and cheese, getting ready to watch the Super Bowl. They were in a prison. And they were 
actually innocent in the prison. Yes, I know, there are actually some guilty people in prison. But they were innocent of any crime inside of the prison. So they had a chance to really be mad at everybody. Just get a lawyer and I'm going to sue this one and sue that one. But they didn't have this deep-seated frustration, no doubt. I believe that God's like that. If we can keep ourselves thankful, if we can keep ourselves worshiping, then we'll have tension in the world. And guess what? Welcome to the world. There's going to be tension, okay? There's going to be tension between you and your neighbors. There's going to be tension between you and the workplace. But it doesn't have to go down deep into our hearts because that's God's shaky ground is ground that is full of a sweet spirit of worship and of praise. And I was telling my wife, said, all this stuff's going on and it seems like this year has been crazy and I said, and I'm frustrated. I said, but it's not a deep frustration. It's just that stuff on the surface, that stuff that you deal with every day. Because when you pray and give praises to God, you see, God knows about earthquakes. But the Bible said there was a great earthquake. You know what? God is into doing things in a big way. God is a big God. Amen. The Bible said, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. I know that it seems like preacher, but I'm going through so much. But the Bible says that we need to realize that that great earthquake was simply pointing to a great God. The Bible says that whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. You know that as crazy as the things that you're going through, the promises of God are great. They're exceeding. The Bible said his ways are past finding out. That great earthquake. You see, God is no stranger to earthquakes. And I'm thankful that as you, as you know, if, if you serve God, God can do things that nobody else can do. God is an amazing God. I remember when we didn't need an extra car, Nobody needs two cars. If you only, you know, but one need it. No, you don't. But I wanted it. I wanted to get an extra car because I'm American, right? And I saw a Range Rover and I wanted it. And my wife said it was three thousand dollars. That's not a lot, right? For it was a Range Rover, not a Land Rover. And so my wife said, "Call the guy, offer him a thousand. I said, "He's not going to take that." So I did, and he didn't. It's <laughs> like, no. He said, "I'm wanting three thousand. He said, "But I'll call you back if." Uh, I don't sell it. So some time later, I was just sitting there, and I had my Bible open, and I'm, you know, talking to God, and, and I said, God, I don't need that car. I'm talking to God, but I want it. I just want it. And the phone rang. This is absolutely true. I didn't read yes. this. This happened to me, and it was the guy. And he said, hey, I haven't sold it. I'm getting ready to deploy. He was in the Navy. He said, if you have $1,000, if you want it, it's yours. Man, I went to the ATM. How can you go to an ATM and buy a car? I just got $1,000 out of the ATM. We went and bought a Range Rover. Say, well, no, it doesn't happen. Yes, because there's a great God. We serve a great God. And you say, well, what'd you do? I drove it around with my wife when gas was four bucks a gallon. We drove it around, got some Cheetos or some uh, jalapeno chips and a Coke, and then sold it for 2000 and we just gave it back. So what'd you do? I was just enjoying my great God. There is a great God that we serve. You see that God is no stranger to earthquakes. But when God does something, he does it in a big way. Amen. When he was crucified, you know what happened? 
When Jesus was crucified for our sins, God had to go to the cross because the blood of bulls and the blood of goats was going to be no, uh, uh, no enduring sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. It had to be God's only begotten son. If, it was, if man caused the sin, Jesus came in the form of a man to make the same denomination of payment. Man sinned, animals couldn't gain the forgiveness of sin. It had to be a man. I remember when I was a young Christian, they were receiving a world missions offering. And I put in some, like, was it pesos in the Philippines? I don't know. Is it pesos? So I had some pesos because I was in the Philippines. So I put some pesos in the offering. And I guess they saw who did it. So, so the, the usher came back and said, hey, brother, we... I didn't know about the banking system. I thought they were going to put it in an envelope and send it to the Philippines. You can spend money in the Philippines if it's a... And they said, brother, we can't accept this. You know, the bank, the bank won't accept this denomination of, of nothing against the Philippines. I thought I was... I wasn't joking. I thought, hey, well, they could take this and offer it. And uh, what they were saying is the bank doesn't transact in pesos in the United States of America. It's not that type of hard currency, okay? But you know what? It's the same thing with Jesus. When Jesus came to the world, he was born of a virgin because man sinned in Adam. So man had to bear the weight of that sin and provide the sacrifice for sin. It had to be the same denomination. But when Jesus was crucified, if you look at Matthew chapter 27, notice the Bible said when he died, he yielded up the ghost. And the veil of the temple, this curtain was torn from the top to the bottom because God tore it. And it said, and the earth did quake. Huh, there was an earthquake. You see, God's no stranger to earthquakes. At the crucifixion, the ground began to shake. It was God's shaky ground. And you say, well, preacher, is there anything else from that? The, the Bible said that in Matthew 28, three days later, there was another earthquake. The Bible said in the Bible, the end of the Sabbath, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 1, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, it said, behold, there was a great earthquake. The angel of the Lord came down and rolled the, the, the stone away from the tomb. But you know what the, what's happening? God is using earthquakes because God has shaky ground. God begins, you know, I... I the Bible said when in Acts chapter 4, the whole place was shaken together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe God uses earthquakes now, not destructive earthquakes. Because you see, it's God's shaky ground. But you see, God's shaky ground is shaky. That I believe that God keeps attention in our lives. And it seems like as a Christian, sometimes it seems like... You ever felt that before? What's going on? It seems like things are going back and forth and you get one thing fixed and another thing pops up. Brother, that's God's shaky ground. It just seems like things are going back and forth and up and down. You pay this bill off, another bill comes up. Well, you know what? Have you ever gotten medicine before? Like liquid medicine. If your liquid medicine is Mountain Dew, don't shake it up, okay? <laughs> You ever done that before? You get a soda and you open it up, and it blows up. Okay, but medicine, I'm not a pharmacist, but there's instructions on medicine. Do you know what that instructions are on liquid medicine, okay? It's to shake that medicine really well before you use it. And the reason is that medicine 
So they, they have like a carrier solution that the medicine, it tastes like bubble gum if you're kids, right? And, and all of the medicine settles on the bottom. It separates. And for that medicine to be, so if you don't shake it and you just, it'll be some good bubble gum solution. I mean, you'll probably enjoy it, but you're gonna know, you're gonna get no power of the medicine until you shake it up and you shake that medicine all the way through. You know, sometimes it's the same thing with paint. Paint is made from a solid and a liquid, and if you let it sit, you know what happens? It separates. And you open it up, and it looks like a bunch of oil, or it looks like it's green paint, but it looks white. So, preacher, I bought green paint. How come it's white? Because it's separated. And you're going you're gonna to paint with a white base. It's not going to have any green in it until you get it. If you go to Home Depot, they put it in that hopper, and it... And it's got paint all over the place because you know the lids come off. And I'm just like, man, I, I would love to be there when they shake it up and the lid comes off because that's a viral YouTube video. Okay, boom! But they put that, that uh, the top on and they just shake that paint. What are they doing? They're combining the solid and the liquid so that the paint is effective when you use it. I believe that God puts us on shaky ground. So that God activates that faith inside of us. So we begin to say, wait a second. It's not my power, not by might, not by power. But the Bible said, by my spirit. God realizes that we need to not look to ourselves or the circumstances, but unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You read about Samson? Samson talked about, he said, I'm going to shake myself. Samson was used to, it says in Judges chapter 16, he awoke out of his sleep, verse 20, and he said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. You know, Samson was used to activating his power. And sometimes we go through an earthquake and it shouldn't be something to destroy us. It should be something to activate our power. It should be something to activate our faith and say, God, this is an earthquake. But you see, it was God's shaky ground. You see, God's shaky ground wasn't destructive. I don't read about one casualty in God's shaky ground. You know, that's an amazing thing. God does things and God can control his power. The Bible says, well, one thing happened with God's shaky ground. The Bible said doors were opened. You know that if God opens a door, man can't shut it. Have you ever prayed like you need some new shoes or something like that? And you're like, God, you know that you don't need 10 pairs. You just need, you just need one. And we'll go and I'll pray like, God, I just need one pair of shoes. I don't need 10. I just need that one pair. Maybe it's in the wrong place. I bought shoes for my daughter before. And when you have kids, you realize new shoes for kids cost as much as adult shoes do. So look, what I'm about to tell you is I go to thrift stores because my kids get to wear those shoes for what? Six months. Unless you have a valuable asset called grandparents, they might buy the kids new shoes. Okay. But... You know, those little like Timberland boots and the kid can't even walk yet and they're wearing Timberlands. You know, that's what grandparents do. Praise God. <laughs> but I remember I went to the thrift store and I, these like almost brand new shoes, but they were in the wrong place. They were in the women's section, but they were kids' shoes. Well, now they're in my daughter's closet or whatever because I found them. Why? Because God, he puts a blessing right there for you to get. But he said he opens a door and he said, no man can shut it. I remember that there was a brother that he shared this and he was a single dad. You know, a lot of times Christians, 
they go through things. And uh, he said, every time I lost a job, remember that? He said he got a job making more money. You know, a lot of times it seems like, well, preacher, it's over. I'm being shaken. You know, we're not being shaken. You see, God opens the doors with his earthquake. All the prison doors. How many doors? All the doors. You see, with God, all things are possible. We preached on a title of a message, all. God can open all doors. And it said one more thing. It said everybody's bonds. Everybody's chains, everybody's stocks, everybody's handcuffs. Now, I've, I've worn handcuffs before. Not the, just the, the flex cuffs. Those are, the, those are nice and soft, right? They're a piece, they're like a zip tie. Did you ever have those zip ties, the flex cuffs? Those are nice if you're on the receiving end, okay? Because it's just like a, a plastic zip tie. Now, the iron cuffs or the steel cuffs. Preacher, you, you didn't tell me that you were a person that was in cuffs before. What kind of man were you? I was an MP student. I was a military police student. So they gave you what it was like to wear iron cuffs. And let me tell you, they hurt. (laughs) And then they grab the middle of them and they can wrench you up and it cuts into your wrist. Did you ever have to wear them just for training? Yes. No, no, because I could put some on you. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But you know that the devil, he likes to put us in cuffs. And he likes to grind us. And he, he doesn't just do that physically, but he'll lie to you. And he'll say that this earthquake is going to destroy you. That the shaking going on is going to tear you apart. But it, we have to realize it's God's shaky ground. And that shaky ground, brethren, it's not going to destroy you. It's actually going to set you free because the Bible said he whom the son sets free makes free is free indeed and the Bible said where the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty that God can shake me out you know so many times God might just want to keep our eyes on him God, let me keep my eyes on you. I thought I had it all put together. I thought my business and I thought my money and I thought my this and I thought my health. But I realized, God, I need you more than anything. God, if you keep my eyes on you, everything will be okay. All of the bonds were loosed. You know, it's interesting. Some people will preach on one chain. You know, sins are like chains. But God breaks every chain. God breaks every bond. God loosens everything that we face. God is a chain breaker. It reminds me of a song by a name, man named Zach Williams. That God breaks every chain. Whatever chain that you have. And he said, oh, preacher, my chains are spiritual. I'm worried about the economy. You know what? The economy's crazy right now. Okay? My rent just jumped up. I, one of my friends, I heard his rent was uh, 2700 And he's going to have to renew. And his neighbor is paying 4100 So you know what happens. They like to say, mm, $4,100? i am going to get this $2,700. Say, preacher, that's not even real. It's absolutely real. I just heard this like yesterday or the day before. It's absolutely real. Say, what's going to happen? Well, God already made a way out for that rent. You know that I'm thankful God can make a way out for your needs because you see heaven's economy doesn't change and the bible said that god he'll provide all your need according to what amen his riches god's riches and so many times god will shake us 
And sometimes he'll knock us flat on our back, but then what are we doing? We're looking up and realizing, man, God, if you can just shake me so I can look to Jesus, he's the author, but he's also the finisher of my faith. If I started this thing in Jesus, brethren, I'm going to stay in Jesus, and I'm going to finish shouting in Jesus. All the doors were opened. But there's also order. You see, earthquakes, they destroy buildings. And earthquakes cause uh, uh, people to lose their lives and they create disarray. There was an earthquake off the coast of Japan about 10, 12 years ago. A tsunami. A tsunami was a big wave that resulted from the earthquake and 20,000 people lost their lives. There's video of it. Just water came in and just washed buildings apart. And you can watch videos of this. But that's not God's shaky ground. God's shaky ground is constructive ground. It gives order. He creates order even on the shaky ground. Let me tell you, if you're a Christian, you're going to feel like this sometimes. But you just keep your hands up and say, God, this is your shaky ground. I don't know what's going on. And the Bible said, and the keeper of the prison, awaking out of sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself. Notice that wasn't God that told him to do that. Supposing that the prisoners had fled. You know, has the devil ever told you that this thing is going to cause this to happen? And then this is going to happen? And then your husband's thought that way, right, Sister Bigelow? Goodness. I hate it sometimes because, like, we were looking at the church building the other day. And my daughter's excited. She goes, we we can move, right? And then I can get a dog. And she was excited. (laughs) Forget about the church. I want a dog. And she goes, Daddy, why aren't you happy? And daddy was kind of like, and mom was on my side, my wife. And she's like, he's thinking, he's thinking. Because she's excited about getting a dog. I'm thinking about $400,000 to pay off. I mean, man, I'm already paying it and I'm like remodeling and I'm up at three o'clock. I know about this thing. It's not just all uh, rainbows and unicorns. But you know what? You know, the devil, he'll take us down that road and say it's not going to work out. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my daughter. And she's like, well, daddy, we should be excited. You know what? She's right. We should be excited. We shouldn't be focused on the earthquake. We should be that it's God's earthquake. And there's order in God's earthquake. Listen, he thought that they were all gone. And if it was a regular earthquake, but this is God's shaky ground. Notice, Paul cried with a loud voice saying, don't, don't hurt yourself. We're all here. No. See, when God has an earthquake, he makes order happen, not disorder. I can imagine him. He called for a light and he looked and all the prison doors were open. Now, if that was a regular prison, those guys would be out there, right? In that uh, jailer's face, <laughs> probably with a rock or a weapon. But this was the spirit of God, which must have touched all of the prisoners' hearts just to stay there. I I can only imagine it was just the spirit of God. And they were all just probably sitting in there, twiddling their thumbs, but maybe massaging their wrists from their, their handcuffs or whatever, getting the blood circulation. But they were all there. Because you see, God's shaky ground. It's God's ground. It's shaky ground. But as my wife comes to the piano, God's shaky ground is solid ground. It's solid ground. And when you realize sometimes that things can get shaken up and then you begin to look around and you find out when everybody's panicking, when things are shaken up, you look over and and you maybe hear it because faith cometh by hearing. And there's Paul and there's Silas and they're in the same prison I'm in. But what are they doing? They're praying. The prisoners heard them. And what else are they doing? 
They're praising God. They're praising God. Even in the midst of everything that's going wrong, even in the midst of inflation, even in the midst of uncertainty, and they're just praising God because they realize, you know what, God, this earth, in the fullness thereof, it all belongs to you. Underneath it all, there are the everlasting arms. It's not the mantle that I'm thinking about. It's the everlasting arms of Jesus Christ. He's going to care for us, and He's going to take care of us. The Bible says that the jailer called for a light. He sprang in and he came trembling and fell down before not any of the other prisoners, but Paul and Silas. <laughs> and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He said he realized that there was a solid ground. It wasn't physical ground. But these people were on the same earthquake and they went through the same things as the other prisoners, but they had a different result and they had a different heart and they had a different disposition. And they said, what's your secret? How can you stay calm in these times? How can you rejoice when everything's going wrong? And they began to tell him, they said, believe. Not in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, I can believe that that's a chair. Everyone believe that this is a chair? This isn't a trick question. That's the chair, okay? But when you believe on something, and I've stood on the altar before, but I'm not going to do it right now. If you believe on something, you're putting your weight on something. I'm trusting this chair to carry me and everything that I have. When you believe in Jesus, the Bible said the devils believe and they tremble. Everybody, the devils know that Jesus is, is real. When you believe on Jesus, you put all your weight, all your cares, all your troubles, $400,000. I remember when my daughter was born, I paid twice for my kid because she was so good, right? We paid for the midwife that we didn't use, and then we paid for the hospital that we did use. And we got billed by both of them. Isn't that wonderful? My kid's twice as good, right? And then I remember, because the bills just kept coming in, boom, boom. And then they wait, they, they're evil at some of the, no, not evil. That's just how the system works, right? They, they let you go for like a month and you're like, I'm good, I'm good. And then boom, $387, boom. And you, you, they make these words up. Like what's nephrology? Now that wasn't one that billed me, but you know, it's like the doctor and then the assistant and then the anesthetist and they all bill separately. Come on guys, get it together. And I remember all these bills were coming and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, okay. And then you know what I said? I just had this moment and I said, you know what, if they bill me a million dollars, I said, my kid's worth a million dollars. Thank God it wasn't that expensive. <laughs> and I said, I'll just pay it. Put me on the payment plan. I'm 25 bucks a month forever. <laughs> but you know what? What I really did was say, you know what, God, I'm not looking in my own wallet to fix this. I'm on God's shaky ground. And you know what? God is real. Even God can pay medical bills. Okay, God is real. But I just gave him the weight and I believed on Jesus and today we can believe on Jesus this God's shaky ground brethren there's earthquakes going on I know but the earthquake can bring a blessing and not a curse it's God's shaky ground let's let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning we only have a few minutes left in the church service and I don't know what you've been facing this week and I don't know that God's been shaking me up and I don't but but it's been God and you can enjoy the ride. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been on a roller coaster, I want to leave you with this. I love a roller coaster at SeaWorld called Mako. 
It doesn't have any loops, but it takes you way up high. And you only have a bar that goes over your knees or your, or your waist. You have nothing that goes over your shoulders. So you're just kind of hanging out in the wind. But I remember lifting my hands up and you lift out of the seat. And it looks like that you're going to fall to your death. And, you know, a lot of people scream. But that's kind of what it is to trust in God. As you go over the edge, it looks like you're going to fall. And you would die if you did. But there's that thing holding you down. And after I went on again and again, I began to enjoy it. It's my favorite roller coaster. Why? Because you begin to trust, not in what you see, but in that holding power, that restraining bar. You know that Jesus Christ will never let you go. The Bible says that no one, no man, no, no man is able to pluck you out of the Father's hand. And we can enjoy this crazy, shaky ground and worship God because God is going to make a blessing out of it. The jailer got saved. At the end of the story, it's a net blessing. It's a net profit. That's what happens on God's shaky ground. Let's enjoy him. Let's have faith to enjoy God's shaky ground. Let's find a place to pray. If you don't know about God's shaky ground and you haven't given your life to Jesus this morning, all you have to do is say, God, I felt some shaking, but my life, it isn't in your hands. But you know, this morning, the jailer was shaken into the hands of God, and it was simply to believe on Jesus. That's how simple it is. Say, preacher, but I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Well, if you put all of your eggs in, in, in the basket of Jesus Christ, if you put all of your life and all of your heart, not in a man, not in your in your coverage and in, in, in this or in that. All of those things can fail with one big earthly earthquake. But God's shaky ground. It's safe ground. And God brings order out of the chaos. And what's my job? To pray? And sing praises unto God. Because God's got something going on. These altars are open. You know what? You can enjoy the ride. It's God's shaky ground. Father, I preach your word, but let it be real in our lives. Let us enjoy this shaky ground. The Bible said, giving thanks always for all things and letting God shake our unbelief out, shake the circumstances out, shake even unpleasantness out of our lives as we trust and we glorify our great King on shaky ground.
God, you own the shaky ground. God, you own the shaky ground. God bless you is our prayer. And if you're on shaky ground today, if it's God's shaky ground, let him be the owner of that ground. <laughs> let God own the earthquake. If it's God's, it's going to bring a blessing. God's got a blessing in it for you. And we can praise him for it until we see it. Jesus, have your way on your shaky ground. Lord, and let it turn into solid ground underneath the earthquake the solid spiritual ground of that rock of Jesus Christ that we can cast all our cares upon because he cares for us and God we can rejoice in the shaky ground and have others point at us when in the midst of seeming chaos we can pray and sing praises unto God and God that you will open doors will set captives free just like your word promises in Jesus name if you believe Jesus amen amen God bless